Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org now here's our show today the book of philippians refers in chapter 1 to the bountiful supply of the spirit of jesus christ in verse 19 by which we live christ magnify christ pursue christ and gain christ descriptions that are from chapter 3 some of those by this bountiful supply of the spirit we can count everything as loss and as refuse. Because Job did not have this spirit, he was overly sensitive toward God and toward his friends. He had no joy, and he never rejoiced. But the Apostle Paul, having this spirit, rejoiced even in prison, according to Acts chapter 16, verse 25. This is Matt Miller with John Pester for another in our series from the Life Study of Job. Welcome back, John. It's good to be here, Matt. John, so far in our life study of Job, we've seen that the divine revelation in the New Testament is the answer to the sufferings of Job and to the great question concerning God's intention in his creation of man and in his dealings with his chosen people. In today's radio program, we're going to give a further word regarding this answer, focusing on the matter of the all-inclusive Spirit as the consummation of the processed and consummated triune God. That's a mouthful. I'd like you to give an introduction to this program from the life study of Job, yet with this New Testament terminology. Well, Matt, I think it's important for Christians to realize that the Spirit who was available to Christians today was not available to Job in his time, and even was not in existence during the time of Job. This may sound shocking, but if we don't see this critical point, we will live our Christian lives as if we are Old Testament Christians, rather than Christians of the New Testament, that is, Christians of the New Covenant. And when we encounter many of the hardships and sufferings like Job, if we don't see this revelation of the all-inclusive spirit, we will respond just like Job did and miss the full benefits of being a person who has been regenerated and indwelt by the all-inclusive spirit of Christ, which is the issue of the incarnation, human living, death, resurrection, and dissension of the spirit. Thanks, John. Let's go to Witness Lee now for the life study of Job. It's printed message number 17, which I want to mention real quickly here. It can be read in its entirety 
at ministrybooks.org if you go online, or I'll mention our phone number at the end where you can get the actual printed life study. Today we're going to cover life study number 17. Here's Witness Lee. In the Old Testament time, God did a lot of things, yet God never moved. What he did was just a kind of preparation, preparation for him to come. And coming is the beginning of his move. And his move is so particular. His move is to come out of eternity and come into time to enter into humanity. God took this step. He moved. Hallelujah. Then he moved on through human living. He moved on through that wonderful, all-inclusive death. Then he moved on into resurrection. And there, in resurrection, he was begotten to be God's firstborn son, and he was made the life-giving spirit, and he regenerated all God's chosen people. Now today, he is just the consummated, all-inclusive, compound spirit. When I was young, I was taught the entire Bible is divided into three sections. The Old Testament is of the Father's age. Then the four Gospels are of the Son's age. Then, from Acts to Revelation, these are of the Spirit's age. God the Father was doing things in the Old Testament. God the Son, he was acting and doing the things in the four Gospels. Now, in the Acts to Revelation, God the Spirit here, he's doing They thought when the Father was there in the Old Testament, the Son was not. And the Son's age was over. And then the Spirit came to replace the Son. So, here is the Spirit's age. Seemingly, it is okay, but after this many years of study, I found out this is altogether not right. Okay, John, before we go any farther today, I'd like to stop here and ask you two questions. The first one is, could you explain this term that Witness Lee used, the consummated, all-inclusive, compound spirit? And then the second one is, what does Witness Lee mean when he said that the three ages, the age of the Father, the age of the Son, and the age of the Spirit, is altogether wrong? Well, these are two very important questions, and they ultimately relate to God and his move. And God's move involves both of his work and his person. And and Witness Lee was very uh, emphatic when he talked about that God's move began in the New Testament. You would think that God was moving all the time in the Old Testament. But God's move always involves his person and his work. And in the Old Testament, much of his work did not directly involve his person or specifically add any elements to his person. He spoke, and with the word of his power, things were created. 
the things that he created came out of his person, but they didn't add anything to his person. But in the New Testament, things changed. He actually came out of eternity into time, and in the fullness of the times, he himself became a man. This is something. Humanity was added to divinity at this point in time. God was manifested in the flesh. Incarnation, a great thing. This is something new. God added something to his being. Then he went through his human living. And in his human living, I appreciate that Witness Lee points out that basically what he did in his human living was he expressed God. This is what he did. For 33 and a half years, he expressed the divine life of God in all of his sufferings, much greater sufferings than Job ever experienced, who didn't express God in any way with his moaning and his groanings. Here was a man, God manifested in the flesh, going through the same experiences, even worse experiences, and all he did because he was God manifested in the flesh with the life of God animating his human being, he was able to express God to the uttermost. Then, not only did he express God in his human living, but he went to the cross. And he accomplished redemption, and he terminated death, he terminated sin, he terminated the devil, he terminated all the things that are the source of the sufferings of Job. He terminated those on the cross. He was buried and he rose on the third day. He came up in resurrection, and in resurrection he was made the life-giving spirit. This was the spirit that was not in existence at the time of Job, because at the time of Job, God had not been manifested in the flesh. He had not gone through human living, death, and resurrection. But 1 Corinthians 15.45 says, The last Adam in resurrection became a life-giving spirit. And all of these experiences of God have been compounded, have been added, have been put into this spirit that is now available. And so the spirit that is available to a Christian today is fundamentally different than the spirit that was in existence during the time of Job. And this is the great difference. This is what is wonderful about having a consummated triune God that is now available with all of these experiences that is indwelling us and is regenerating us and is a source for us in all of the circumstances that we go through in our human life that are so similar to Job's. That's why I referred at the beginning of the program to Philippians 1.19 in this term, the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Right. It's available to the believers. It was not available at the time to Job. You never heard Job talking about the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, but Paul did. Right. You know, and on the second question, talking about the age of the Father, the age of the Son, and the age of the Spirit, that's, to a certain extent, that's a wrong view because it separates the three of the triune God. It separates them to the point that you almost have a kind of modalistic understanding, and that's a wrong understanding. We should have the realization that when God was manifested in the flesh, all of the triune God was manifested in the flesh, uh, in the person of the Son, but all the embodiment of the triune God was there in the person of Jesus Christ. And the triune God was involved in every step of this process. The reason we need to see this is when we realize that we have the Spirit, we have Christ. The Spirit is the realization of the consummated triune God. So if we need an experience of death, if we need an experience of resurrection, it's available in the Spirit because all of Christ's experiences have been compounded in the Spirit, and this Spirit is, as you pointed out in the beginning with this verse, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. They're not separate. Uh, there's some distinction, but there's not separation. When you get the Spirit, you get the Son, and you get the Father. The Father and the Son are distinct right. from the Spirit. 
Right. But they're not separate from the Spirit. They're not separate from the Spirit. We should never think that they're so separate that the Spirit is one thing and the Son is another. And the same thing with the Father. Because the Son says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. They co-inherit. They're together in such an intimate way that when you get one, you get them all. Well, there's a mystery to the Trinity that we can't cover in this program, but we have covered other programs. Uh, Just last month, there was a a listener who commented that the first John radio program we did on this mystery of the Trinity was very enlightening to them. And uh, I think we have to defer to other programs on this matter of the mystery and get back to Witness Lee now for more on this matter of the compound spirit. Here's Witness Lee. Who is this one? Well, this one is our God. This is our God. Our God has been processed. Our God has even consummated. But then what is the consummation? The Spirit. He is all-inclusive. He is compound. He is life-giving. He is indwelling. So, from Acts to Revelation, this is the age, not only the age of the Holy Spirit, but the age of the processed, consummated Spirit. He is the Father, He is the Son, and He is the Spirit. He is the consummation of the processed and consummated triumph God. From Romans, book after book, page after page, to Revelation, what is mentioned? What is revealed, what is unveiled, what is covered is this spirit. Romans 8 charges us to walk, to do everything according to this spirit. Now, people may ask, where is this spirit? Well, so wonderful. This spirit is with our spirit. Amen. How do we know? Because Romans eight sixteen tells us the spirit and our spirit witness that we are the Son of God. Amen. So you could see the spirit and our spirit, the two are together. The two do the same thing. Isn't this wonderful? Amen. Then Paul says, Aha, I got a lot of Gentiles saved. So I offer them all unto God. They all have been sanctified by the Spirit. And this tells us this Spirit is doing a sanctifying work. Then in Galatians, this Spirit is the Spirit of blessing. The all-inclusive blessing. So we have to live by Him, and we have to walk by Him, and uh, we have to sow into this Spirit. And this Spirit today is where? It's in our Spirit. So in our Spirit, we enjoy Jesus Christ as our grace. So the last verse of this book says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. John, these New Testament verses that Witness Lee refer to really make the seemingly abstract talk about the consummated, processed spirit more practical. 
Can you give some definition to these terms, processed and consummated, trying God a little bit, and then tie it into the practical spirit that Witness Lee just referred to there? Well, you know, Matt, I think uh, this word abstract is a very appropriate word because if we don't see that the triune God has been processed, consummated, that he's the all-inclusive compound spirit, all we have is an abstract God. This is what Job had. He didn't have a personal indwelling God within him, and God was completely far off in the heavens, very abstract to him. Now, these terms process, consummated, compound, they may seem abstract in and of themselves, but they're really not. They're very practical, tied to real revelation contained in the New Testament. God went through a process. He has been processed. He was incarnated as a man. He went through human living, death, resurrection, ascension, descension as the Spirit. These are practical steps in a process that God took to indwell us. So it's very appropriate for us to use the term processed. Okay? And he's also consummated. There is no further step in this process that God needs to take. It has been consummated. It has been completed. Everything that we need to experience all that God is has been completed and consummated. So he has been processed and consummated as the Spirit. And the reason... He's the all-inclusive spirit is because there's nothing further that we need apart from God and these experiences that he went through in his process that have been added into his person. He is a person. God is a living person, a living being that has experienced human living, proper human living. So if we need proper human living, we can find it in this spirit that this human living has been added into. If we need an experience of death where we need to die to ourselves, die to ourself, that experience has been compounded into the Spirit, has been added into the Spirit. This experience is available to us, and there's no other experience that we need. It's all-inclusive, it's compounded, and marvelously, he's life-giving. He's the life-giving spirit. He's available as the life-giving spirit to give all of these experiences to us. And so when you just look at the revelation in the New Testament, these terms don't become abstract. They point us to the experiences that are available to us that were not available to Job. Well, John, thanks. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. From Galatians to Ephesians. Ephesians tells us this spirit is a seal. As a seal, it is a pledge to guarantee. Not only so, eventually, Ephesians tell us this one, who is the Spirit as a person, and whose name is Jesus Christ. He is making his home in our heart. Amen. Then you go on. The Philippians says, my goodness, there is a bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Bountiful supply by which we can live Christ, we can manifest Christ, and we can pursue Christ, and we can gain Christ. Then, in the Timothy's, he told us, my, the faith I have kept. The battle I fought. Now, the crown is ready for me. I'm going to be poured out as a drink offering. You must triumphantly rejoice. No complaint. No suffering. 
he was happy. So the more we talk, the more we are out of Jew. The more we are in Christ as the Spirit. So Jew is out. Christ is here. What the trouble Jew? Is because Jew has Jew. No God. But you have to say, just to see, a Jew saw God. <laughs> at, at Jew's time, the God not incarnated, not passing through the human living, not entering into the death, see, not entering into the resurrection. One day he came, and he tell us, he did tell us, I'm good for eating. I'm edible. I'm drinkable. Such a God. Who is this one? Christ. Who is this one? The all-inclusive spirit. The spirit. John, I like Witness Lee's comment here uh, that the more we talk about the life study of Job, the more we are out of Job and we're in Christ as the spirit. So Job is out and Christ is here. This is a good description, I think, of the life study of Job, even though during these meetings... The entire book of Job was read back in 1992. For the sake of time, we can't get into all that on the radio. Yet, Christ as the Spirit is more important anyway than Job's situation with all the debates. John, your final comments today. Well, Matt, I really appreciate the fact that we didn't spend a lot of time going over the details of the debate between Job and his friends, because in many respects, it's a waste of time. Those 36 chapters of debate between him and his friends, what they represent are the perpetual wranglings of an unregenerated person with an untransformed mind who's trying to explain and understand God. All you get are human concepts and human fallacies. And without the real experience of the Spirit that's revealed in the New Testament, none of that makes sense. If you want to read 38 chapters of how an unregenerated person thinks, then read those chapters in Job. If you want to read some chapters about how a Christian should live and move and have his being now that we have the process and consummated all-inclusive Spirit who's regenerated us and indwelling us and who's available for our supply in any situation of suffering or stress, then we should read the New Testament and we should focus in on the spirit in the New Testament because this is where the real supply is. We need to be Christians not concerned about why is there evil in the world. We need to be Christians that are focused in on how can I experience and enjoy this wonderful spirit who is indwelling us. We have a spirit of God indwelling us. That should be our focus. If we see that, we have the answer to all of the dilemmas that Job or we would ever face. It's kind of like two realms, John. We talked about this the other day with uh, Ron Kangas. One realm is the tree of life. The other one is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's like you mentioned, if we focus on the evil in the world or even the good in the world, why do good people suffer? Why do evil people succeed? Why is there so much evil? It is just the wrong realm. Right. The right realm is the spirit as life to be our supply, represented by the tree of life all the way back in the beginning of the Bible. Praise the Lord. John, uh, appreciate you coming into the studio today and uh, being in this other realm with me and bringing our listeners into this other realm. Thank you very much. And thank you also for listening today. On behalf of John Pester, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today.
Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.